Current Affairs Today's Headlines, 16th August 2021. PM's Independence Day Speech. 100 rupees lakh crore, Pradhan Mantri Gatishakti National Master Plan, to develop the possibilities of new future economic zones. National Hydrogen Mission to make India the new global hub of green hydrogen and its largest exporter. Target of becoming, energy independent, by 2047 through a mix of electric mobility, gas-based economy, doping ethanol in petrol and making the country a hub for hydrogen production. Rice provided under any scheme will be fortified by 2024. 75. One day Bharak, trains to be run in the 75 weeks of the Ajadika Amrit Mahotsav, connecting different parts of country. Government has decided to open all Sanic schools to girls. Exhibition, Katha Krantai to mark the 75 years of independence inaugurated as part of Ajadika Amrit Mahotsav at Rabindra Bhavan, New Delhi by Union Minister of Culture, Tourism, and Development of Northeastern Region, Duenyar, G. Kishan Reddy. Chhattisgarh. CM Bhupesh Bagel announces creation of four new districts, Mohlamanpur, Sakhi, Sarangar Bilaigar, and Manindragar. Odisha Gov to give smart health cards under Bidu Swastya Kalyan Yujna to enable each family to get treatment cost up to 5 rupees lakh per annum. World. Afghanistan, President Ashraf Ghani leaves the country as Taliban enter capital Kabul. 7.2 magnitude earthquake hits Caribbean island nation Haki, at least 304 people dead. Sports. Jerd Müller, legendary Bayern Munich and former West Germany footballer, dies aged 75. Germany's Alexander Donchenko wins RTU Open Chess Tournament in Riga, Latvia. Google celebrates birth anniversary of Subhadra Kumari Chauhan. Google paid tribute to Subhadra Kumari Chauhan on her 117th birth anniversary by dedicating a creative doodle to her. Key points. Subhadra Kumari Chauhan was an Indian activist, freedom fighter, and poet. Google Doodle was illustrated by Prava Malia who was a New Zealand-based guest artist. Doodle signifies Chauhan dressed in a sari, sitting and holding a pen with several notes. Doodle also shows Vasiki Rani and several freedom fighters. Google also described Chauhan as a trailblazing writer and freedom fighter, who earned national prominence during the time when literature dominated by men. About Subhadra Kumari Chauhan Subhadra Kumari Chauhan was an Indian activist who was also a poet. She also flighted for freedom. Her works gained national recognition when there was domination of male in the field of literature. She was born on 16th August 1904 in Nihalpur village of Uttar Pradesh. She got her first poem published when she was nine years old. Her poem, Dasiki Rani, is the most recited poems of Hindi literature. Other remarkable poems by her include, Balika Kaparichai, and, Khilonyula. What role did she play during freedom movement? She became a part of the Indian nationalist movement in 1921. She urged people to join the fight by means of her poems. She became the first woman Satyagrahi in 1923. During 1940s she published about 88 poems and 46 short stories for the fight of India's independence. She died in 1948. Odisha to provide smart health cards under Bidu Swastya Kalyan Yujna. Odisha Chief Minister, Navin Patnayak, announced that his government will provide smart health cards under Bidu Swastya Kalyan Yujna. Key points. Smart health cards will be provided to 3.5 crore people in 96 lakh families in the state. Beneficiaries of national and state food security schemes and Annapurna and Antyodhya initiatives will be provided these cards. Under it, women can avail treatment up to 10 rupees lakh per year. Other family members will get the benefit of up to 5 rupees lakh each. According to the CM, Odisha is the first state in India to provide such smart health cards. Where this service can be availed. Health card beneficiaries can avail health services across 200 hospital chains in India including in Odisha. This will strengthen the health security for the people. Why this initiative was launched? 
This initiative was launched in the backdrop of people selling land and valuables or dropping their children out of schools to arrange the treatment costs. Under it, people will get distress-free and hassle-free treatment to at best available healthcare facilities. Annapurna Scheme Annapurna Scheme was launched in April 2000 with the aim of providing food security to meet requirement of those senior citizens who remain uncovered under National Old Age Pension Scheme. It covers 20% of persons eligible to receive pension under NOPES. Central assistance is provided to beneficiaries having age of 65 years or above. Under this scheme, beneficiaries are provided 10 kg of food grains per month free of cost. Biju Swastya Kalyan Yojana It is a universal health coverage scheme, covering around 70 lakhs families. It was launched by Chief Minister of Odisha and 250 crore was sanctioned for this scheme. Under it, a cashless healthcare assistance will be provided. It will provide an annual health coverage of 5 rupees lakhs to every family and 7 lakhs per women members of every family. Rice under all scheme to be fortified by 2024. While addressing the nation on 75th Independence Day, Prime Minister Narendra Modi announced to provide fortified rice to poor under various schemes. Key points. This decision was taken in order to address the problem of malnutrition in India. Providing nutrition to every poor person in India is a priority of the government. This decision was taken in the view that, Malnutrition and lack of essential nutrients among poor women and poor children is a major hurdle in their development. This, government will provide fortified rice with nutrition them. Child malnutrition is a major threat to the growth and development of children. Micronutrient deficiencies or hidden hunger also continue to pose significant public health problems in Indian populations. Significance of the announcement. This announcement is significant because Government distributes more than 300 lakh tons of rice under schemes covered under National Food Security Act, NEFSA, 2013. What is food fortification? Food fortification is the simplest and sustainable public health strategies that address the challenge of micronutrient deficiencies. It is a cost-effective, scientifically proven, and globally recognized approach. It also helps in easily reaching to wider and vulnerable populations by means of existing food delivery systems. Why rice will be fortified? Because Rice has highest uptake in government food safety net programs like public distribution system, integrated child development services, midday meal schemes etc. Further, rice has potential to reach more than a million people, especially women and children. NEFS 4 report. According to National Family Health Survey report, India has the largest burden of iron deficiency and anemia worldwide. About 59% of children and 50% of pregnant women are anemic in India. Child and maternal malnutrition accounts for 15% of India's total disease burden. Pradhan Mantri Gatishakti National Master Plan. Prime Minister Narendra Modi announced a 100 rupees lakh crore Pradhan Mantri Gatishakti initiative on 15th August 2021. Key points. This initiative will create employment opportunities for youth in India. It will also lead to growth and development of infrastructure. In his address, Prime Minister highlighted that Gatishakti National Master Plan will be announced soon. Prime Minister also noted that, India needs to increase both manufacturing and exports. Each of the products that are sold globally from India is attached to India. Thus, every product of yours is a brand ambassador for India. Focus areas of the initiative. Gati Shakti plan will help in raising global profile of local manufacturers. It will also help manufacturers to compete with their counterparts across the world. It also increases the possibilities of new future economic zones. About special economic zone, says. Says is a geographical region having economic laws that are more liberal than the domestic economic laws of that country. India also has specific laws for its CES. CES covers a huge range of more specific zone types such as free trade zones, free zones, export processing zones, industrial estates, free ports, urban enterprise zones etc. 
Such zones are created to increase foreign direct investment by foreign investors. Says is territory which is typically duty-free and comprises of different business and commercial laws. It is created to administer these areas better and increasing ease of doing business. Says in India. Asia's first export processing zone was established at Kandala, Gujarat in 1965. Government started established says in 2000 under the foreign trade policy in order to redress infrastructural and bureaucratic challenges. Special Economic Zones Act was passed in 2005 and says rules came in force in 2006. Currently, 379 says are notified in India of which 265 are operational. Around 64% of the says are located in five states namely, Maharashtra, Tamil Nadu, Karnataka, Kelangana and Andhra Pradesh. National Hydrogen Mission Launched Prime Minister Narendra Modi launched National Hydrogen Mission on 15 August 2021 from Lal Quilla on the occasion of celebration of 75th Independence Day. This mission was launched to push for energy security of India. Key points. This mission was announced in the backdrop of India spending 12 rupees trillion annually to meet its energy needs. The mission seeks to make India a global hub for green hydrogen production and exports. India currently imports 85% of its oil and 53% of its gas demand. On the occasion, PM stressed that, for India to progress and become self-reliant, it becomes important to become energy independent. In the line, India is considering to make it mandatory for fertilizer plants and oil refineries to buy green hydrogen under its plans to cut dependence on fossil fuels. How green hydrogen is produced? Green hydrogen is produced by splitting water into hydrogen and oxygen with the help of electrolyzer which is powered by electricity from renewable energy sources like wind and solar. Green Hydrogen Consumption Obligation, GHCO Government of India has also planned to implement Green Hydrogen Consumption Obligation, GHCO, in fertilizer production and petroleum refining. It is similar to Renewable Purchase Obligations, RPO, that require electricity distribution companies to buy a fixed amount of renewable energy. It helps to cut reliance on fossil fuels. Hydrogen Demand in India Total hydrogen demand in India is 6.7 million tons currently. It is expected to increase to 11.7 million tons, metric ton, by 2029 to 30. About hydrogen. It is a colorless, odorless gas found in Earth's atmosphere. It is used for industrial uses like petroleum refining, manufacturing of chemicals, steel, and ammonia fertilizers and aerospace applications. How it is extracted. Hydrogen is extracted through two methods for industrial purposes, namely, gasification of coal or through steam methane reformation, SMR. In SMR, methane from natural gas is heated with steam to produce carbon monoxide and hydrogen, which is used as fuel. However, these methods aren't carbon-friendly and cause vast emissions of greenhouse gases. Hydrogen produced from this method is called as brown hydrogen. While the green hydrogen is extracted without releasing any emissions at all, India target to become energy independent by 2047. Prime Minister Narendra Modi while addressing the nation on August 15, highlighted India's target to become energy independent by 2047, when India will be celebrating 100th year of independence. Highlights. India targets to become energy independent through a mix of electric mobility, gas-based economy and mixing ethanol in petrol. Prime Minister highlighted his target of making India a hub for hydrogen production. Currently, India spends more 12 rupees lakh crore on energy imports per year. Roadmap to become energy independent. Roadmap for India to become energy independent include Increasing usage of natural gas in the economy. Setting up a network of CNG and pipe natural gas network throughout India. Blending 20% ethanol in petrol and electric mobility. India's current achievement. Presently, India has achieved the target of 100 gigawatts of renewable energy capacity much before the set the target. 
Energy Policy of India Energy policy of India is defined by expanding energy deficit and increased focus of India on developing alternative sources of energy like nuclear, solar and wind energy. As of 2017, India has attained 63% overall energy self-sufficiency. Primary energy consumption in India Primary energy consumption in India has increased by 2.3% in 2019. It has become the third biggest consumer after China and USA, with global share of 5.8%. India's net import As of 2018, India's net imports were about 205.3 million tons of crude oil and its products, 26.3 amto of LNG and 141.7 amto coal. They totaled to 46.13% of total primary energy consumption. India is largely dependent on fossil fuel imports to meet its domestic energy demands. As per reports, India's dependence on energy imports is expected to exceed 53% by 2030. Sanic schools open for girls. Prime Minister Narendra Modi, during his address on 75th Independence Day celebration, announced that Sanic schools across India will now be open for female students as well. Highlights This decision was taken following the messages from lakhs of female students that they also want to study in Sanic school. Girls were first allowed in Sanic schools of Mizoram about 2.5 years ago. Sanic schools Sanic schools are system of schools that was established and managed by Sanic Schools Society. It comes under Ministry of Defense, MOD. Establishment of Sanic schools was led by V.K. Krishna Menon in 1961, who was the then Defense Minister of India. Why Sanic schools were established? Sanic schools were established in order to rectify regional and class imbalance amongst officer cadre of Indian military. Schools were opened to prepare students mentally and physically to enter into the National Defence Academy, NDA, and Indian Naval Academy, INA. How many such schools are there? As of now, there were 33 SANIC schools. Now, MOD is set to establish 100 more boarding SANIC schools in public-private partnership, PPP, MOD. Who run SANIC schools? MOD runs SANIC schools in association with the respective state governments. MOD provides funding and serving officers for the post of principal while, State governments provide land, infrastructure and teaching and administrative employees. Curriculum of SANIC schools SANIC schools follow CBSE Plus curriculum by using CBSE curriculum with the additional aim of preparing children for entry into NDA and INA. Bharat Petroleum launched door-to-door -door delivery of diesel. Bharat Petroleum Corporation Limited, BPCL, launched door-to-door -door delivery of high-speed diesel with the objective of meeting the growing demand. Key points BPCL also dedicated 15 mobile browsers and 9 jerry on the eve of Independence Day in Eastern Region. Initiative of door-to-door -door delivery using mobile dispensers has resulted in commissioning of 1,588 fuel carts and 129 fuel entiers within two years across the industry. About fuel carts. Fuel cart helps in enhancing operational efficiency for customers inconsistent with the philosophy of ease of doing business. It ensures delivery within time, complete assurance of quality and quantity and well as safe and secure product handling. Background. BPCL has already launched 63 mobile dispensers across the states of West Bengal, Odisha, Bihar, Dharkand as well as Northeast states. Bharat Petroleum Corporation Limited, BPCL. BPCL is an Indian government-owned oil and gas corporation, operating under the parent head of Ministry of Petroleum and Natural Gas. It is headquartered in Mumbai. Company operates two large refineries in Kochi and Mumbai. It is considered as second largest downstream oil company of India. In the 2020 Fortune list of world's biggest corporations, it was ranked at 309th position. What is high-speed diesel? High-speed diesel is usually used as a fuel in medium and high-speed compression ignition engines that operates above 750 rpm. It is used in commercial vehicles, locomotives, 
stationary diesel engines and pumps etc. Kajiranga Park, India's first national park to give satellite phones to forest guards. Kajiranga National Park of Assam have become the first national park of India to be equipped with satellite phones. Highlights. About 10 satellites phones were handed over to forest personnel of Kajiranga National Park by Assam Chief Secretary Jishnu Barua. This decision was taken at a meeting chaired by Assam Chief Minister Dr. Himant Biswasarma 27 May 2021. Significance of the move. According to an official of Kajiranga National Park, this move will boost anti-poaching measures in the park. These satellite phones will be used in the six ranges of park having no wireless or poor mobile connectivity. Thus, it will help in taking timely measures. Who is the service provider? Satellite phones were procured for the park by Assam State Disaster Management Authority, ASMA, at an estimated cost of 16 rupees lakh. Service will be provided by BSNL while monthly expenses will be fulfilled by park authorities. BSNL also trained the forest personnel to operate satellite phones in the areas where satellite phones do not work like in in shadow areas and grooves. Kajiranga National Park This national park of India is spread to the district of Golagat, Kabi Anglong and Nagav in state of Assam. It hosts two-thirds of world's great one-horned rhinoceroses. Park has also been listed as a World Heritage Site. According to the census of 2018, there are 2,413 rhino population in Kajiranga National Park. It includes 1,641 adult rhinos, 387 subadults and 385 calves. Kajiranga was known for the highest density of tigers among protected areas in the world. It was declared a tiger reserve in 2006. Presently, highest tiger density is in Orang National Park of Assam. BirdLife International for Conservation of Avifaunal Species also recognizes Kajiranga Park as an important bird area. Assam passed Cattle Preservation Bill. Assam Assembly passed the Assam Cattle Preservation Bill, 2021, on 13 August 2021. About the Bill Assam Cattle Preservation Bill, 2021 prohibits the sale and purchase of beef in areas inhabited by non-beef-eating communities. It also prohibits the sale and purchase of beef within a radius of 5 kilometers of a temple or a sutra, Vashnavit Monastery. This bill will repeal the Assam Cattle Preservation Act, 1950. It was passed with the aim of regulating, slaughter, consumption, illegal transportation, of cattle. It prohibits interstate transport of cattle to from and through Assam without any valid documents. This clause was included ostensibly to look after cattle smuggling to Bangladesh. Background. The bill was introduced in the Assembly July 12, citing that, the 1950 Act lacked, sufficient legal provisions, of regulating slaughter, consumption and the transportation of cattle. Thus, the new legislation was the need of the R. Provision of fine under new law. According to the new law, Anybody who are found to be guilty will be jailed for a minimum term of three years which can be extended for eight years. Provision of three rupees lakh is also there, which can be extended up to five rupees lakh. For repeat offenders, punishment will be doubled. However, law will not be applied to religious occasion. On such occasion, slaughter of cattle excluding cow, heifer and calf is allowed. Why cattle slaughter is controversial in India? Cattle slaughter, particularly cow slaughter, is controversial in India. This is because of cattle's traditional status as a respected and endeared living being in Hinduism, Jainism, Sikhism, Buddhism, and Zoroastrianism. On the other hand, it is considered an acceptable source of meat by Muslims, Christians and other non-Dharmic religions like animists and non-Indian Zoroastrians. Legislation against cattle slaughter is in place in most of the Indian states except in Kerala, Goa, West Bengal, and Northeast India. Tamil Nadu presents separate budget for agriculture. Tamil Nadu Legislative Assembly presented a separate budget for agriculture for the first time in the history of the Assembly. Budget was presented by Tamil Nadu Minister for Agriculture and Farmers' Welfare. 
MRK Panna Selvam on 13th August 2021. Highlights. Minister dedicated the budget to farmers who are protesting at New Delhi against the three farm laws. Budget was drafted after conducting discussions with farmers and representatives of farmers associations from 18 districts. About the budget. Government allocated 34,220 rupees and 65 paise crores for agriculture and allied sectors including horticulture, animal husbandry, revenue, fisheries, agricultural engineering, Tamil Nadu Agriculture University, rural development and Panchayat Raj. During the last budget, government had allocated 11,894 rupees and 48 paise for these sectors. Kalenas Anaitu Grama Oruginenta Velan Valachitam. Government have planned to implement this project in the span of next five years to ensure all villages of Tamil Nadu could attain overall development and self-sufficiency in agriculture. Budget highlights. There are 12,524 village panchayats in Tamil Nadu and this scheme will be implemented in one-fifth of the village panchayats each year. This year, scheme will be implemented in 2,500 village panchayats in the year 2021. Government has also decided to convert 11.75 lakh hectares of fallow lands into farmland in 10 years in order to increase the area of cultivation from 60 to 75%. Double cropped area will be increased to 20 lakh hectares from 1 lakh hectare. Area will be increased by establishing new water resources and developing micro-irrigation clusters. 573 rupees and 24 paise crores were allocated to Tamil Nadu Agricultural University. Separate wing for organic farming will also be created under the Agriculture Department. Farmers will be encouraged by means of subsidy for adopting organic farming method. Rural Youth Agricultural Skill Development Mission This mission will be launched to motivate educated youth in order to take up agriculture to next level at their native places. 2,500 youth will be trained in the first phase in areas of grafting, operating horticulture, layering etc. 5 rupees cross have been allocated for this scheme. August 14th, Partition Horrors Remembrance Day Prime Minister Narendra Modi announced on 14th August 2021 that August 14th would now be observed as Partition Horrors Remembrance Day. Key points. The day would be observed every year to commemorate the struggles and sacrifices of millions of people who were displaced and lost their lives during partition. On August 14th, Pakistan emerged as a political entity after partition and is observed as Independence Day of Pakistan. Significance. This move by Prime Minister becomes significant in the backdrop of situation in Afghanistan and advance of the Taliban raising old specters in the region. Partition Horrors Remembrance Day This day is a national memorial day in India, that was announced to be observed on August 14th. The day commemorates the victims and sufferings of people during partition of India. It remembers the sufferings of Indians during partition. The day was announced with the aim of reminding Indians the need of removing social divisions and disharmony. It seeks to further strengthen the spirit of oneness, social harmony and human empowerment. About partition. Partition was the division of British India into two independent dominions namely India and Pakistan. These two dominions have gone through further reorganization. Dominion of India is called as Republic of India. The dominion of Pakistan was composed of Islamic Republic of Pakistan and People's Republic of Bangladesh. Partition basically divided two provinces, Bengal and Punjab on the basis of district-wide non-Muslim or Muslim majorities. Partition also led to the division of British Indian Army, Royal Indian Navy, Indian Civil Service, Central Treasury and Railways. The partition was done in accordance to the Indian Independence Act 1947. The act also dissolved the British Raj in India. Dominions of India and Pakistan legally came into existence on 15 August 1947. Why partition is a horror? Partition led to the displacement of some 10 and 20 million people on the religious lines, creating a refugee crisis in India and Pakistan. 
It is marked with large-scale violence that ultimately created an everlasting atmosphere of hostility and suspicion between India and Pakistan.